raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Speaking of Twitter handles, you should also follow Jason Sobel at Jason Sobel, T-A-N. It stands for the Action Network, an excellent golf writer. Always enjoy talking to him. Any major tournament and when the Wells Fargo Championship is in town, which is the case this weekend. Jason, thank you so much for the time. How are you? Yeah, good afternoon, guys. I'm only here because you're offering Jordan to be on the show. Yeah, yeah man. That's tough. Yeah. Look, yeah. Uh, this is what we can set up. I will text you whenever we are right at the brink of passing that follower threshold. You can follow us then. Then we'll give you the Jordans if that works for you. Uh, whatever you need. I'm, I'm here to help. All right. Sounds good. We've got a nice little agreement here with Jason already. He's joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Jason, I was reading your latest piece on the Action Network about Quail Hollow. I mean, I think most we all understand just how much it's held in high regard when you talk about all the golf courses outside of some of the legendary pieces there, right? But man, you had some really high praise for Quail Hollow and just even discussing some of the other golf writers' opinions, some of the other pundits out there, what they feel when the Wells Fargo Championship is in town. Just how special is Quail Hollow compared to other golf courses, maybe outside of Augusta and some of the legendary ones you might think of? Yeah, exactly. I, I think if you take out the absolute top tier, and when I say top tier, I mean Augusta National. I mean a pebble beach that has all of the uh, iconic memories from generations uh, before us. But uh, if you just look at the golf course, the facility, the property itself, Quail Hollow is just about as good as it gets. And that quote that you were referencing there, that came from uh, Steve DiMeglio. Uh, writer from USA Today and Golf Week for a long time, uh, terrific writer and, and a good friend of mine who I uh, believe the first time I ever showed up at Quail Hollow, I'm walking around a little bit, and I'm walking with Steve, I said, man, this place is way better than I ever knew it was. It, it's just like everything is perfect here. It's immaculate. And, and Steve had this quote, and I've always remembered that this probably, I, I couldn't even tell you, 16, 18 years ago uh, that he told me this, but he said, if Clifford Roberts and Bobby Jones had decided to travel north and a little east a couple hours instead of going to Augusta, Georgia, the Quail Hollow Club could be what Augusta National has become. And, and that is uh, the highest praise you can give a not just golf course, but a club itself. It quite literally is the highest praise I think you could give Quail Hollow. When I read that quote, I was like, yeah, and, and look, I'd always known that it was held in high regard. I guess I just didn't realize we were talking about that specific tier where you are really outside of the legendary courses, and it's up there with every other one you could think of. It's exactly why someone like Rory McIlroy loves playing at Quail Hollow Club. What are your expectations for him this week, Jason? So I have not looked forward to a pre-tournament interview session more than I'm looking forward to the one with Rory McIlroy. And I, and I say that knowing that as of right now, I'm not even sure he's on the interview schedule, which I can't remember the last time Rory wasn't on an interview schedule. But remember, we have not heard from Rory since his miscut, did not speak after that miscut 
uh, as players normally don't do. I mean, you usually you play well, you talk to the media, you don't play well, uh, you slam the trunk and you get out of town as fast as you can. So it's certainly not any sort of criticism, but we have not heard from Rory McIlroy since the miscut at the Masters with all those expectations on him trying to win not only a green jacket, but the career grand slam uh, going after history, decided to skip the RBC Heritage the next week. And that is uh, momentous. That is um, important because of the fact that he had already skipped one designated event. Rory was part of this entire PGA Tour team that made all of these rules that said you can only skip one of the designated events or else you'll, uh, you'll receive some sort of penalty. As it seems right now, the penalty is probably going to be $3 million uh, of pit money that Rory won't receive because he decided to skip Harbortown, which was going to be a second missed designated event for him. So uh, you break it down in layman's terms, Rory paid $3 million to not play at Harbortown a few weeks ago, and we haven't seen him publicly since then. I don't know where his head is at right now. I don't know his mindset. What I do know is that Rory has a tendency to bounce back. Uh, ben Coley writes for the Sporting Life made a really good point in his column this week that the first miscut that Rory ever had at the Masters happened in uh, 2010. A few weeks later, he won at Quail Hollow. His second miscut ever at the Masters was, I believe, a few years ago, 21 maybe, where Rory came back a few weeks later and won at Quail Hollow. And so uh, there's some history here, and we've seen this before, that Rory McIlroy, you know, maybe we all kind of jump off the bandwagon just a little bit short-term so, well, he's not playing great. He missed the cut of the Masters, and he shows up at the Wells Fargo Championship and plays some really good golf. So, uh, certainly wouldn't surprise us if he does that again. But uh, once again, I, I cannot wait to hear from Rory and just hear from him. He's so open, he's so honest, uh, more so than almost any other athlete that we have today, any other superstar athlete. So, I can't wait to hear from him about where his mind is at, where his head is at going into this event. Jason Sobel on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Sobel, T-A-N, the T-A-N short for the Action Network. And Quail Hollow is regarded as one of the toughest courses in golf. Now, for a novice that does not know, what makes this course so difficult for players? <laughs> That's a good question. It's it's long. It's just it, it's it's a brute. Um, you know, it, it's going to test every part of a player's game. You know, there's not one thing where you say, well, you know, it's a, it's a long golf course, but ah, the greens are super easy and they'll make a whole lot of putts. Eh, that's not the case. It's not, well, you know, it's fast greens, but it's not that long and they should be able to attack the pit. No, nah, that's not really it. it. It's everything about it is what you look for. This is a, a reason why Quail Hollow is hosted a major championship. It's hosted the President's Cup just last year. Um, this is a world-class golf course and, uh, like I said, you're going to have to do everything well to be on the leaderboard this week. And then this field is regarded as relatively young this year. Not a, guy, not a lot of guys with experience on this course. What is the edge that the winner of this tournament will have to navigate on such a hard course? Yeah, so I think that certainly experience plays a factor. And uh, we found that there are certain players who play really well at Quail Hollow who uh, year after year they show up. Their names show up on the leaderboard. There are other players, and I, I just went back. I was looking at uh, some other player records, and because this is a designated event this year, most of the big names, Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, are exceptions who decide to skip this week, but most of the big names are there. The big names don't always come here. Colin Morikawa has not played this event 
uh, in the past. Granted, he was at the President's Cup last year. Same goes for Jordan Spieth. He played back in 2013. Hasn't been back since, although he did go 5-0-0 at the President's Cup, a perfect record just last year. And so there is some experience, at least, on the golf course. But uh, there's a reason why these guys skip this event, because something about the golf course doesn't necessarily fit their eyes. So I would stick with the guys. If you're looking to make some picks this week, looking to make some bets, looking to get in the, uh, uh, the proverbial office pool, I would look at guys who normally play this event anyway, not the guys who are putting it on the schedule only because it's now a designated event. Jason Sobel, golf writer for the Action Network, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Wes was just talking about how young the field is, and you were discussing maybe some of the winners, some of the choices you could have as to who could win this thing outright. Ricky Fowler used to be a young guy, not so much anymore. It's so weird to see that he's 34. It doesn't seem like that. You have him as a long odds option to just outright win this thing. This is how you start your reasoning. This is the spot. This is the one you've been waiting for the week when Ricky's resurgence is really going to pay off. I think it would be a lot of fun to see, Jason. Why do you think that he should be one of your long odds options here? So, first of all, Ricky has a great record at Quail Hollow. He has won this event the past four top tens in nine career starts on this golf course at this event. Also had a top ten finish at the 2017 PGA Championship. So, the history is there. The form is there as well. Ricky has played some very good golf this year, but not so good that he's necessarily knocking down the door for a, a title contention. It's been very solid. Performance has been very good. I said this before Tony Finau won last week, and not to uh, do a little victory lap here, but I picked Tony Finau last week in uh, an inferior field where he and John Rahm were far and away the best players in that field. But my reasoning was that Tony Finau's performance had outclassed his results. He only had two top tens. We hadn't seen a whole lot from him on leaderboards, and yet you looked at all the numbers statistically, analytically, Tony Finau had been playing great golf. He was fourth on the PGA Tour in total strokes gained, which is the best barometer that we have. Think about it for the non-golf fans out there. Think about it in terms of war that we have in baseball. Uh, Think about it like a quarterback rating in football where, okay, you want to base things on wins and losses, but you can also look analytically at other things. Tony Finau statistically was behind only John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, and Patrick Cantlay. So he was playing really good golf. Didn't quite have the results. I look at Ricky Fowler this week very much in the same vein, maybe not quite on the same level as Tony Finau, but I do think that Ricky is due for a really big week. I think there's going to be a title contention coming soon. This seems like the perfect convergence of history and form that we always look for. And then, Jason, last thing before we get you out of here, who is a dark horse in this field that could have a strong chance for a victory? You know, I'm looking at a few guys who played the President's Cup last year, especially on the international team, who maybe aren't getting quite the attention that they should. Cam Davis missed the cut in five straight events at the beginning of this year. And we didn't know at the time, but he was dealing with an illness. He wasn't able to practice the right way, wasn't able to go out there and be fully healthy when he was playing. And so he's a guy that I really liked coming into this year. It was like, wow, that's kind of weird that he's not playing well. All of a sudden, he got healthy finished in sixth place at the Players' Championship, has three top 20s in his last four starts, played really well there at the President's Cup uh, last fall. And so he's a guy at 150-1 to on the board. Look, I I don't think we're going to see someone that far down the board, 
win this one. I, I think it's going to be a pretty big name, as we've seen from most of the PGA Tour's designated events so far this year. But if we are looking at one guy further down the board, even if it's for a top 10, top 20 type of play, I think Cam Davis is going to have a really good week. Great stuff, as always, from Jason Sobel, golf writer for the Action Network. Make sure he's also a great follow, at Jason Sobel, T-A-N. Follow him on Twitter again, at Jason Sobel, T-A-N. Jason, we appreciate the time. And again, we'll link up maybe a little bit later on, and I can tell you about the Jordan uh, agreement that we had at the beginning of it. (laughs) Thanks, Jason. (laughs) Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.